listening to Everyday Conversations, a podcast by the Gospel Coalition Australia. Following Jesus is a whole of life pursuit. As friends talk and share and learn and ask, we pray that you would be encouraged to think deeply. I'm really excited about this conversation today. It's been something that's been going on in my head for a while. Uh, what could we can learn from education? And uh, here are my conversation partners. Do you want to, guys want to introduce yourself? And then I'll uh, introduce myself at the end. Fiona, let's start with you. Sure. Hi, guys. I'm Fiona Wright. I work at Penrith Anglican College and I've been teaching high school for 22 years. Wow. Which, um, uh, what subjects at the moment are you teaching at high school? Sorry, I'm teaching uh, within the International Baccalaureate Program, Psychology and Theory of Knowledge. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Love Luke? it. John. <laughs> uh, I'm Luke Pereira. I'm uh, a pastor at Winmalee Presbyterian Church, uh, still in training, doing my theological study. Uh, but I've got a background in education. I uh, trained in primary school teaching and have completed a master's in education uh, and taught in primary and secondary school over the years. So really excited about this conversation too. Yeah, and my name is David Old. I'm one of the ministers at St. John's Anglican Cathedral, right in the heart um, of Parramatta in the Sydney Basin. And I have, in my time, taught a couple of scripture classes. And that's just about... <laughs> well, I've taught in many, many varied places. I ran from Neutral Bay to Macquarie Field. So uh, a lot, lot of fun all the way around now we're talking about education today so i'm, I'm the amateur uh in this conversation uh and we're hoping you guys can uh bring some some knowledge and some wisdom into it uh and one of the first questions we chatted about uh before when we were just getting to know each other was um what can we learn what can the preachers in particular uh learn in preaching a sermon from our educators preaching obviously is a, in some form the dissemination of information so what can we learn from the people who are uh, who are paid to do that professionally uh, for a living with our young people. Uh, Fiona? Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I, I think I've been blessed with pretty good preachers in my life who do this, but they work hard to do it, right? So a teacher uh, teaching a lesson isn't teaching a lesson in isolation. It comes from a place and it's going somewhere. And their students need to know that. They need to know when they walk in, where this lesson fits in the big scheme of the unit or the topic. They need to know where it's going and what they're expected to know from the lesson that's about to happen. So I think in preaching, uh, when we're just talking about sermons in particular, it's really important for preachers to flag, this is what we're gonna be talking about today. It's part of our series on whatever. And last week we looked at this, next week we'll look at that. But right now, this is the focus for today to locate the sermon in time, because it's a long time between sermons, seven days, a lot happens in that time. Yeah. And so we, they can learn that. We as preachers, we live in our text the whole week. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but it's, it's, yeah, it's brand new, yeah. But you were saying before, it's more than just the sermon itself, isn't it? So Right. Well, I'd actually say what teachers, what education can bring to church is not just sermon techniques, but actually looking at crafting a whole service towards a certain end to impart certain information, to engage people in a certain way. So right from your call to worship or your opening prayer, the songs, the kids talk, the Bible readings, all of that, should be geared to supporting the point the sermon is going to make uh, and bringing people closer to God, helping them change to be more like him. Yeah, so setting in people's minds uh, from the very first thing they're hearing, uh, this is where we're going today. Um, yeah. 
which is what we do in a, in a sermon in itself, uh, if we did it well. So I mean, I, I help uh, sort of do a sermon review class at, at Cornhill here in Sydney. And one of the things I'm big up with my, with my students is uh, your opening, your grabber, whatever it's going to be, it needs to frame, put the, put the train on the right track so that our brains are ready to hear the rest of what you've got for us. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's more than the sermon. It's not just a whole service crafted in a, in a particular way. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that why some of those big, big churches go for the whole the theming and the branding thing? Just because it, it does that? It, it sort of sets us in the right direction? Look, I, I don't know where I'm in a small church, but I would imagine that's the case, that it does the whole production, I would call that, yeah. uh, leads to a certain end point. But I don't think you need to have a big production to get there successfully. Uh, Luke, you were saying some stuff before about this as well, about the, the whole, of, whole of church life, even beyond the service, you were saying. Yeah, I think I think what Fiona's saying flows out into um, all aspects of community life. That um, whenever we're together as people, there is educating and learning taking place in relationships, in our interactions with one another, and particularly in a community. A community always forms its own rituals and ways of being in the world and, and ways of life, and and those rituals actually teach us something about. Um, what our community is about, what we believe, what we hold dear, what we view as being the priorities. And um, so uh, we need to consider intentionally every aspect of what goes on, how, how people are welcomed into the church, how morning tea takes place, um, what we do in our rhythms of life together during the week beyond Sunday as, as well. Because they're sending a message to one another and, and particularly I think to our, our kids, about what it means to be a church community and what it means to be God's people. What, what would be an example, Luke, of something that we might do regularly at church that actually we can structure or frame in a certain way uh, to be incredibly clear on how we're teaching things? Yeah, so I think uh, one of the examples, examples we were chatting about is, is the Lord's Supper, for instance. So um, as we gather together and, and share uh, the Lord's Supper together, the way in which we do that sends a message to people about what matters in the Lord's Supper and what it is all about. So if we conduct the Lord's Supper together in a, in a fashion that is um, disconnected from one another and maybe a bit cold and, and lacking in relationship, uh, there, there can be a sense, maybe an unspoken message being taught that, well, the Lord's Supper is a personal, uh, individual thing and yeah. that God's actually quite distant rather than it being about God being present with us as the body of Christ together. So we need to think through all of these things carefully and look at each aspect of what we're doing in, as, as a church. Yeah, a lot of, lot of responsibility there for the leader then, whoever's leading those things, to think about not just what they're saying, but how they're saying and, mm. and how they're doing mm. it or something. Now, you're both, uh, you both teach children and young, and, 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 uh, young people. So Luke, I think you said you were a primary teacher uh, before your current role and, and Fiona you've got secondary school students but um, education of adults is a whole different thing as well isn't it how um, how is adult education different again and 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 what can we learn from that about what we're doing in in, in, in churches when we're thinking about how we're um, uh, looking after our adults well I'm no expert in adult education and I think coming to church as adults there's an expectation that there'll be a certain type of teaching style. So there's an expectation that there'll be a sermon, Bible readings, prayer, the normal sorts of things. And I think adults are, are better equipped to appreciate a sermon and engage with a sermon. Yeah. But actually, at its heart, while the pedagogy may be different or the, the strategy might be different, we're all image bearers 
we're all storied, we're all created, we are all um, rational, relational, all of those things. So engaging the heart, the mind, uh, the body, all of those sorts of things is important for adults, just as it is for children. Yeah, yeah. Um, this current season, this current COVID season, has actually been really helpful, hasn't it, for many of us to think about again how we're how we're actually teaching because the camera is just. Um, making us think all over again about what we're communicating, how we're doing it, not just what words are we using, but what do things look like? Yeah, I mean, I think we've had the opportunity here um, to to hear from a few different uh, preachers use uh, Zoom and use different kinds of technology. And it takes a bit of time to sort of explore what, what works. And, and I think one of the big challenges um, is uh, when you have a videoed, sermon what's lacking in terms of interaction and responsiveness between the person preaching and and the people responding and um i think it stood out to me just how in person how important that physical presence is with one another as well in in terms of teaching we we, we've been doing um we've been using facebook for our online service we've been pre-recording more a magazine style uh sort of almost songs of praise, um, still with, you know, the content we want to have in it. Uh, and then by putting it on a social media platform, we've actually been able to get some form of interaction happening there. But it is very straight. It is a very different dynamic, isn't it? Just doing it straight yeah. to camera. I remember reading uh, John Stott on preaching years ago, and he was talking about, you know, the fact that it is a dialogue between you and the congregation. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you step up to preach, um, you're, it should not just be the monologue you're, you're you're listening to, the, as it were, to the congregation right there, but actually it's part of a longer dialogue you're having with them um, anyway. So mm. uh, we're going to be learning some things, but also, yeah, mourning the lack of the personal, the personal mm. contact uh, fr- fr- from that. Now, that brings us to uh, a question that I, I think I hear every three or four years in many different ways, uh, which is, uh, is the time of the sermon over? Like, is the sermon itself as a concept for delivery uh, is that over and do we need to be transitioning to something else? Um, what, what do you guys think? Is the sermon, is the sermon done or, or should we keep preaching? I think you should keep preaching. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's, there are times for mass dissemination, dissemination of information quickly. I would never want to say that a sermon is merely about disseminating information, but there is part of a sermon which is exegeting a text or exploring a topic and imparting information. Uh, And I think a sermon done well obviously does a lot more than that because it engages the whole of people uh, to live better for God, to learn more of him, to want to grow closer to him, and it inspires life. Uh, So, yeah, no, I don't think the sermon is dead at all, but I do like it when it's done well and thoughtfully. So, so what are the indications for you then that it has been done well and thoughtfully? Like, like thinking of the preachers that you've loved to hear, what, what is it about what they've done? Even if you can yeah, be- okay, that's a great question. Um, <clears throat> so for me, knowledge of what they're saying and confidence in that is really important. So I like it when, uh, when people who are preaching are able to acknowledge, particularly in tricky texts, that there are actually different ways of viewing these things. I like that that we have that information, uh, but that this is why they think this particular interpretation fits best. Um, I like it when people are living it, when people who are preaching it are living it, who are passionate about what they're saying. It matters to them as much as they want it to matter to us. Uh, That sort of thing is great. I really, really don't like it. This is the opposite, but sometimes that tells you more, right? 
I don't like it when preachers say things like, this is tricky, but stick with me. Because actually it's your job to make it not tricky for us. Right. I think I've done that in the past. <laughs> well, there you go. Don't do that again, David. Okay. <laughs> I won't. Now I'm going to go back to all my sermon money. Uh, um, <laughs> Luke, Luke, what about you? The sermon dead? I mean, you're a preacher like me, aren't you? So. Well, yeah, I can't, I can't say the sermon's dead. It's what I spend a lot of time working on. <laughs> um, but, but I think um, I think we've got to hold in mind, and, and we all would, um, that the Holy Spirit's the key teacher, um, and that um, uh, the Holy Spirit works in us uh, in in amazing ways, in unpredictable ways, um, and takes us on a journey, the journey of transformation, which education in the church is about, mm-hmm. ultimately about transforming us to be more Christ-like, to walk in His ways. Um, that takes time and it takes time for us to wrestle continually with God's word. And so uh, alongside what uh, I think the question to ask is maybe what sits alongside the sermon? What, what is it that we can introduce and um, into the rituals and rhythms of our church lives so that people are chewing on God's word continually throughout the week um, and letting the Holy spirit continue to do that work, that transforming work. Um, I think that's a really important question to ask. Uh, this notion that, that, that there is an individual involved, so it's not just uh, the dry um, uh, exposition of a text. There isn't an individual involved. I remember a learning in Cornhill years ago under David Jackman, uh, and he was very big on uh, the place of the individual. So he would always like hold up his Bible and say, now, there's three ways to do this, and two of them are wrong. The first is where um, the preacher gets in the way of the text, and all I hear is the preacher... And the second, um, almost as badly said, is where uh, I just don't see the preacher at all. So it's just very, very dry. Um, and, and his model was, he would actually stand there with his David Jackman grin, which is enormous. Uh, and he'd go, this is the model. I'm sitting here going, here, here, here it is. He would say it's teaching through, it's teaching through personality. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, the, the need for every preacher to be thinking about uh, how they're presenting themselves and, and what's what's going on there. Now, uh, we've got a little bit of time left. I'm going to just ask you guys a couple uh, more questions. Um, uh, for both of you, um, in a moment, Fiona, I'll come to you. I'll ask Luke first. For both of you, uh, just if a couple of take-homes for preachers here, um, what do you want them to be? One, a couple of preachers that are watching this to learn just a few things, just to walk away thinking a few things, what would those things be? Uh, and then Luke as well, because you, um, you, you, you were a primary school teacher. Uh, I, I'm dying to ask you, keys to making a good kids talk making it really good uh what do you reckon like Luke, Luke, why, why don't you go first with that one yeah sure um first of all uh, i think for for kids one of the most important things is that we acknowledge and embrace our kids into the center of our church lives um that they know they belong deeply and so what i'd I don't think we need to water down this, what the kids are learning and teach them a different curriculum to what the adults are teaching. We want them to be learning the same sorts of things to be what the kids are doing is integrated with what's happening in all of church life and to then give the kids a chance to feed back into and teach us because I think, I think we have an awful lot to learn from our kids yeah. um, in the, the simplistic, simple, not simplistic, but simple ways in which they view the world and the the naive 
love and generosity they often show in the words that they they use I, so, I, yeah. I, I think you're setting up the next the next episode of the podcast <laughs> that's a whole other topic isn't it um, yeah yeah um i've been told we've only got a few minutes left fiona a couple of couple of walkaways for the preachers just dropping in on this two or three walkaways for them that they need to get their head around um yep sure uh, don't preach in isolation from a ser uh, from a service itself. Craft the whole service or work with the person leading the service to craft the whole service. If you're going to use visuals, make them punchy and minimal. Yeah. Uh, and like in teaching, it's all about relationship. If we think this is important to you, it's going to be important to us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Luke, anything to add to that? Uh, another educator teaching us mere preachers. You're, you're preacher plus. <laughs> uh, only that uh, I think um, the role of questions as a preacher um, should be considered really carefully because I think questions are sometimes far more powerful than answers. And if we can ask the questions that cause dissonance in people, and I know that might sound uncomfortable and it is, but dissonance I think is one of the most powerful tools the Holy Spirit uses to change and transform us too. Mm. Yeah, fascinating. Uh, David, can I just jump in? Yeah. You, you've billed yourself as the novice here, which I just don't agree with. But uh, <laughs> let me just, you know, I think I've preached about, I've been teaching 22 years, I've preached five or six times. Yeah. I don't know how you guys deal with the weight of that responsibility every week. Whenever I've opened the word of God to prepare a sermon, so much harder than preparing any lesson you want me to prepare yeah. because the weight of responsibility is so huge. And I know that the, Flip side to that is the Holy Spirit's the teacher, but you've still got to do a good job of imparting God's word to people because yeah. it really matters. <laughs> well, the apostle says, who is, who is equal to such a task? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, um, I, I just want to say personally as a preacher, Luke and Fiona, thank you for uh, assisting us uh, uh, in, that, in, in that task, helping us think a bit more. I think this is going to prompt a whole bunch of uh, thoughts and conversations uh, coming out of it. I know for me, I've walked away with a few things that I want to start thinking about if only just not to say to my congregation now this is tricky <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the conversation luke and fiona take thanks, care david. thanks, thanks david thanks bye bye thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of everyday conversations you can find more information about tgca at au.thegospelcoalition.org. Follow TGCA on Facebook and Instagram for the latest content.